0: of the mexican soccer show oh i don't like that view no i don't like that view either where's everybody there we go. <laughs> how's it going how's it going cesar how's it going owen and welcome welcome our first and always on with us joanna avalos how's it going hello how are you guys doing how are you guys doing cesar
1: doing From well vacation coming back yeah definitely back uh yeah. you know there's I am now in a very chaotic office. Luckily, I was able to push everything aside from the wedding, from the vacation, from the from the mini moon. And I was able to have my usual setup once again because it definitely looks like a, a hoarder's episode <laughs> over here in this <laughs> office. But but glad to be back. Glad hoarders, to be San Diego <laughs> like, like, brings you to <laughs> a house full of <laughs> so, Mexican and, and, memorabilia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and like that, and like. As opposed to like trash, it's just like random wedding stuff. There's like flowers and there's like, I don't know, man, it's ridiculous. But glad to be back. Glad to be chatting Mexican soccer. Glad to be here with you all again.
0: And going to uh, the East Coast, Owen, Diana with us, who uh, has got a new place. And um, if we were joking that a pizza is going to come up in like 20 minutes. So hopefully he ordered (laughs) it. uh,
2: Yeah, no, uh, I haven't. I could order it mid-show, but as of now, I haven't ordered anything. But yeah, great to be here. Great to see you guys, as always.
0: All right. All right. Well, let's uh, saying hi to everybody. If you're with us right now on the chat, say hello. Like we said, Joanna said hello. And uh, whatever your comments are, and you can follow along if you're on YouTube or if you are there on Twitter. So yeah. All right. I mean, let's jump in. Let's talk. Let's talk Mexican Soccer Show. And the very first news, uh, we already had a little rundown going, but... In the middle of the day, we saw FIFA sanctions one more time because you know how stupid people are with the P chant that happened in the uh, two games, I think it was, for the during the qualifiers game. And, of course, now uh, Mexico versus Panama that's coming up next year, the first home games that we have, and Mexico-Costa Rica will now be in closed doors. Again, I think there's also some kind of um, – <clears throat> Uh, obviously, monetary sanction. But el cuento de nunca acabar. Mexico continues to have the stupid chant, uh, regardless of when it is, and we get penalized for it. Cesar, yeah. Like if we can think about a theme in the Mexican soccer show for the last five years, is somehow again the beach chant. It's never over.
1: Yeah, that's that's what's really disappointing because it really wasn't surprising when we saw the reports. Because I feel like at this point in the conversation we're not even having the conversation like, Oh, is it good? Is it bad? It's like, now it's like, we've already had this conversation several it times. Bad. It's bad. It's helpful. we've, we've said that so, 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 so many times that it's weird to be at this point where it's just, it, it's, it's not even, it's not even a debate about it anymore. It's just, it's just frustrating. It's just really, yeah. really frustrating. And yeah. And like you said, yeah, earlier today, yeah, FIFA, they released their disciplinary overview for the latest round of world cup qualifiers and, Obviously, it's it's not just Mexico because I know a lot of people will be like, "Oh, why are they always like going up against yeah, you know, Mexico?" No. It's always the thing is like, if you look at that report, there are about forty, fifty—I forget the exact number—but there but there is a significant amount of teams there that have been giving various fines, been given, given warnings, and also some stadium bans. A lot of those also include some Concacaf teams. We've seen Honduras, Panama, uh, El Salvador, and Canada uh, also getting some sort of uh, fines or some sort of. Uh, like limited capacity for some of their upcoming games um, but for Mexico I think the exact wording was uh, discriminatory behavior by mm-hmm. supporters they referenced the games against Canada and Honduras and uh, the Azteca yeah. last month and I mean we watched those games I know you know I wasn't there in person but definitely the game against Canada I mean I I, I could hear it while watching the TV you know we saw the, the, the pause in the match we saw the very last at the, the very end of the game too that one was incredibly loud and yeah, it's 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 disappointing. It's not surprising, and yeah, along with uh, the next two home games being without spectators, they're also going to be fined a um, hundred thousand Swiss francs. So that's about I think about one hundred and ten thousand uh, dollars. Yeah, for the federation. And,
0: and again, I, I know when people are, what are they supposed to do? You know, what how what can Mexico and the national team do, or what can people do and in- I know there's not, like, the perfect answer in Mexico. Uh, the FMF has tried to do, you know, putting Grita Mexico in the, in the leagues. Um, you know, I know that they've contacted some of us fans and ideas, uh, the PBA, for example, the supporters group here in the United States. Uh, but it feels like whatever they do, you know, it, does, it doesn't help, especially when the team is doing bad, you know, when they're playing. And you saw those matches, you know, people were frustrated or something happens or the ref does something when we saw it in the Nations League and they did it. And honestly, like at this point, I feel, and even though it's going to hurt us, and I, I don't want this to happen, but the minute it happens, just end the game and Mexico yeah. loses. Like Mexico loses at that point. And until people can get, you know, reprimanded for their actions, because it's not like going to have security guards all the way up. And as soon as somebody says it, then, you know, you're out because that's impossible. But minute 25 and the ref hears it. It's already been warning from other games. It's like yellow cards, right? It's like yeah. you already know the yellow card from from the other game. If it happens, end the game, minus three points. all the fans get out. And I guarantee those fans are gonna get upset because they drove into the Azteca or they drove for wherever part of the United States, wherever friendly, especially friendlies. Like, why not do it at friendlies, right? If it happens, because it's not like it means anything, right? Um yeah. and I was at the I was at the uh, at the Ecuador game, I didn't hear it. We, we starting to see some places where you start hearing like Dallas, Denver, you know, some and I could say maybe highly populated with more fans in the city or the type of fans. But uh, you started in Mexico City. Owen, um, you know, to you, the reaction of it and, you know, no fans in the Azteca. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's definitely it is a punishment for those that go and enjoy the game, especially a qualifier
2: right i think it's a punishment but i think the big takeaway is that i don't think it's going to be enough to move the needle to get the, the chant eradicated i think there's there's going to ultimately need to be something more drastic and i think we'll have to see what happens in terms of it even ending up being two games behind closed doors i think the fine will stay but so in august when they came out with the two game fu- the two game ban mm-hmm. for the chants that were heard in the pre olympic tournament the FMF appealed that, and they're going to appeal this as well. They appealed the uh, August sanction, and they managed to reduce it to one game, and they're going to appeal it yeah. again. And we'll have to see. And I mean, they've said some of the things like you were mentioning. We that they've done more than any other federation to try to reduce this discriminatory discriminatory conduct. For example, that's one of the things they're going to be going to be using in the appeal. I mean, whether or not you think they have they have legs to stand on, I think one thing that really stands out for me is that. A lot of the discourse we've heard throughout the summer during the Gold Cup when this was an issue, during the pre Olympic tournament and then during the qualifiers was that when Mexico aren't playing well, mm-hmm. when the fans are feeling exasperated or frustrated, like you touched on Wiso, that's when the chant happens. So then it's it's really disappointing and and exasperating as someone who wants to see it eradicated when it's happening against a Honduras team that were never really in that match. Certainly after, the first, certainly after the Cordova goal goes in to put Mexico up 1-0 in the 18th minute, I think that result is more or less assured. Honduras only have one shot on goal the entire game. It was a harmless effort in the second minute. Honduras were never really in that match. They have a man sent off early in the second half. So to have the chant appearing in a match, that was a foregone conclusion. For the majority of it, I think is really disappointing. It leaves you, I'm sure, as the federation of where do we turn to next, especially after all these these other initiatives. Now the silver lining, um, and this is not a silver lining in the sense of, okay, it could be eradicated sometime soon, but you're not playing at home now with fans for a long time because your next three qualifying matches are all on the road. Yeah. And then these matches these matches against Costa Rica and against Panama are not until late uh, January and then early February. So then you'd be looking at then I believe March would be the next window where you could then finally see fans back at a Mexico match. So – so there's a lot of water is going to pass under the bridge before then. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens at that point. But I don't think ultimately this is enough to move the needle because as well, I don't think these are necessarily going to be really do or die qualifying matches against Costa Rica or Panama either. Mexico are already two-thirds of the way to that 21-point mark that would almost surely wrap up one of the top three spots, get them an automatic ticket to Qatar. I think these next two matches away will be difficult against the United States and Canada. But I think certainly if they do well there, they've all they've got qualification completely wrapped up potentially by the time they go and face Costa Rica and then face Panama so they're not they're not matches where're like oh, I really wish we had our fans here necessarily so yeah lucky would, lucky enough, unfortunately
0: that the next two home games are at Costa Rica and are at Panama because the next home game after
1: that is the u s and we definitely won't hear the chant then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I'm just, I mean, I'm really if, worried about that. Like about if that there's game
0: anywhere against... where we need, where we need fans, you know, wherever, you know, they have it. I think they should go, you know, now back to your point Cesar, bringing bring in the chant, bringing the people in there. I think we argued right. There should be games out of the Azteca and, you know, see if they have that. And yeah, I, I, I come to your side and said, you're right. Cause the SEC not working. Right. And then, you know, it's, it's costing us points. And then, you know, have it somewhere in Monterrey, for example, in the new stadium with, with the fans that deserve it, that are going to, you know, 50,000 fans are going to women's game. fifty thousand, You know, it's, it's, it's the, that fandom is there. Have it there. You know, we'll see
2: that. In terms of the chant, though, I mean, it was first heard that this whole, you know, certainly the most recent kind of iteration of this whole controversy that's gone on for months now. The, the first instance of it being heard was at the Estadio Jalisco. So the idea, there, yeah. I don't think you can have, you can be under any, um, you know, you, you can't assume that, okay, just by leaving the Azteca, as it relates to this chant, that it's suddenly going to disappear. It's
0: not, but there there is, and I'm going to, and I got to tread lightly this water, but there is certain type of fan that is used to going to games and that goes, they're going to have another one. I can do whatever the hell I want. And let, and let me give you that huh. example. I talked to fans in the United States. And with PVA, with the guys that I know, and they know what cities where the chant might be heard. And they told me straight out, you know, this is the captain, um, one of the captains that said, you won't hear it in Atlanta, Nashville, or Charlotte. You just will not hear it. It's a more family atmosphere. These guys are driving from New York. They're driving eight hours from Virginia. They're driving all these places because they never get to see their." Mexico play. And it's a family out, you are know, bringing their kids. I'm sure there's drinking and there's tailgating, but they assured me that it's a little different in the South when Mexico games play. And you're right. Even though it was 0-0 in Atlanta, they, you didn't hear it. Even though it was, I think it was against Honduras, you know, another other places. It was a boring game or whatever. You still didn't hear it. You heard it in Dallas, right? Uh, you heard it in Denver. Uh, you heard it in LA. Like, and I'm not saying that what's the demographic like but if it's a casual fans that want to be there for quote-unquote the this madre and drinking whatever ah, f this and f that you know we people kind of go in there and i can see sometimes that mexico city fan fan that just goes and he knows he's gonna get another game and is just there it's gonna say it why not take it somewhere else but again oh to your point i don't
1: don't think we could really i don't think we could really generalize be like oh that city this It's, it's 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 a problem within the 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 Mexican soccer community and I, I think we could just say in general true, that true. Like, I think I think we could just say I don't think we'd be like oh we know in Atlanta and maybe no I think in, in but general it's
0: the type of fan that wants to say it though that's what I'm saying yeah I, I don't want to generalize all fans but is the fan that doesn't care does matter or doesn't know or is there to that you know it's a not the casual fan or the fan that knows that he can take him out of the Azteca uh the games like I've now talked to so many people and it's the people that don't care. Are not people that are really big fans of the team that are going there and die hard that make sure they want to make it to the to the World Cup. Like yeah. I think I think,
1: what, I think what worries me though is that like I, I think for me the issue is long term. I think of the short term, let's say uh Mexico comes back to that US game, let's say the chant reappears. Let's say they lose those three points. And that's that would be the most significant step towards that. Even if Mexico lose those three points, in theory, they could still Qualify for the World Cup. You know, and then and then the fans would see that and be like, Oh, cool. We you know, we we still said the chant and it's okay, Mexico's still in the World Cup. That's fine. For me, it's obvious other than the obvious, you know, issues of it being a homophobic thing that's being said, you know, game in, game out. I think for me the long term issue is what does that mean for future competitions? What does it mean for future World Cup qualifiers? Maybe even the twenty twenty six World Cup. I don't know. That's 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 what worries me more i i think well yeah i think what's gonna happen is that even if Mexico, let's say yeah they they get those three points deducted (laughs) in any in in that game against the u.s there's still potential that
0: they'll still qualify and like i don't know fans hey either you don't say it or you're not gonna go to world cup well then i don't care i don't care if they're gonna go to world cup that's fine it's like there's nothing you can tell these fans they're gonna say whatever they want to say until until they drive to a game and they get ejected out And, you know, $130 they spent in the U.S. or however many pesos they stay, you know, in Mexico. And they're like, I just wasted three hours for me to yell. That might teach them something,
1: right? Yeah. So. But 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 at the the very least, though, like Owen was saying, I'm hoping that you know, you, you, the FMF does have a significant amount of time between now and that next uh, game and the 24th, I think next year against the U S unless if they appeal, unless if the appeal ends up only having one game suspension, yeah. I think that gives them enough time uh, to kind of try to figure something out to try to, I don't know, just take, take even more significant steps. And, and I don't know, even the, the, the Grita Mexico thing, that's, I know. Is it me, or is that just that? Still feels a little weird. It's like you're still saying "yell." <laughs> no, it's. It, I felt kind of a little misguided well, there. I'm not it's gonna...
0: hard because if any, if you start doing the "a" hey, whatever, everyone's like, "Oh, we're doing it again." Cool. Yeah. yeah. So I've always kind of been against that. I get what they're trying to do. It would be cool after every goal kick. You know, we do yell "Mexico." I think it would be awesome. But honestly, it's just it's gonna. It's almost gonna be like a generational change. I think more people are less people are saying it. It is sort of working. Because it used to be said in every single game, that I mean, that yeah, before course. 2018, yeah. it was said in every single game, right?
1: Yeah, percent uh, World
0: Cup, it was said the very first game for a little bit, and then they didn't say it at all after the World Cup. So it's, it's it, it, you know, you got to try stuff. You know, I know maybe you said it's not a different city, go to another city. Um, you know, fan IDs, for example, the World Cup, have cameras, you know, have, it's, there's a lot that you can say. And I even yeah. put this up. We've heard it. It's not even homophobic. shake my head. It is it is. It, it can be. You can say many different things at the bottom of, of the word, it is. and, and you, you can excuse it as much as you want, but when someone asks you, hey, it is peach, you know, the P word, you're gonna first think uh of 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 that slur. So um it, we're way past that.
1: And for those uh, who like who, who for those who uh, you know, have that point of view. I highly recommend uh, there's a, just look it up. Uh, Janelle Janelle Farias wrote a really important piece. Forget just, uh, just look up, you know, you know, P word chant Janelle Farias, and I'm sure you'll be able to find it, but she, she has a fantastic perspective on this as someone who is an LGBT player. And she makes a great point. And I, I, I use it all, all the time. Yeah. Say that like you, you say it, and like someone could be like, cause fans be like, Oh, that's not what I mean when I'm saying that, but you don't know if the a fan next to you is having, a difficult time with her own identity and when you're saying that you're you're like no i'm saying it to the goalkeeper but it's not what it would be like you could be hurting you know the the fan next to you who might be struggling with her identity especially in our, in our very machismo kind of culture like it, it, it must be really really difficult for uh, for people within that community it's like i would understand is it something that a lot of us clearly don't understand so i i think just I know. I, 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 we're going to find the piece. Um, I don't know if we can share it somehow, but yeah, I, I highly recommend finding yeah, that piece by Janelia Farias. Yeah.
0: Share from the Mexican talk show. a really good, Giovanna saying, I think losing points or losing the world cup doesn't matter. That hurts the team, not the fans misbehaving. I think the, I think hurt their wallets, stop the game and kick the fans out and then restart or abandon. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I, think I think it's, it's interesting. interesting
2: consequences. It's interesting on that point that, we've never actually seen these, these sanctions have come in now multiple times and we've never actually seen step three of the protocol um, installed. The only time, the only time that I've seen that was in um, the CONCACAF championship, when the players actually left the field. And I think, you know, again, without actually being in the stadium for any of these matches and, but just being able to hear instances of the chance through the TV, I think there have definitely been games where you could have installed step three of the process. And I think it 100%. speaks to this idea as well, where I think, okay, when could a bigger sanction come? I'm not sure when it might ever come. Because in the in the case of FIFA, for example, Mexico brings more fans and more money for FIFA at a World Cup than basically any other nation. Right. And so it's like, are you as FIFA, if you care about the money? I'm not, you know, it's, it's a slippery true. slope, but I think yeah. you know, FIFA would be want to lose that, right? It would need to be something that would really, really damage the reputation of FIFA. Well, this has now been going on for years, right? And FIFA's been able to turn more or less a blind eye to it, and nothing has really happened. You know, no one's A major sponsor comes
0: in, thing. Budweiser, a major sponsor comes in and says, Mexico right. keeps doing that's it what I'm That's team.
2: what it might take, because I don't see FIFA, yeah. I don't see FIFA, you know, if this just continues as it has, and, you know, it's step two, and, you know, it's never really looking like a. It's never a black eye for FIFA or CONCACAF. Like there are never player. You know, a match is never abandoned. No. Right, a World Cup qualifier isn't abandoned. Um, as long as that, as long as something like that doesn't happen, where it makes like international news, for example, I don't. I don't see FIFA or, or like you're saying, we saw a major sponsor. I don't see FIFA pushing the boat out and saying, okay, we're now we're docking points. We're really gonna. We're really risking your World Cup qualification, or we're just kicking you out of the World Cup entirely.
0: Yeah, and look. Another argument, and Z, you know, thanks for bringing all this up. Like, FIFA slaves for the upcoming World Cup, like, we can't do these. Why, what about is Like, well, yeah, you know, exactly. Russia or Qatar, it doesn't matter. Like, just because <laughs> there's another corrupt place or they're doing something wrong, doesn't mean like, well, we can do it too. And I get it. Why is FIFA policing everything? Well, it is what it is, it's still wrong. So, yeah, I, I don't i think it's fair to
1: recognize, like, like, yes, what FIFA is doing is like is you know like what where they're hosting the next world cup and some of their ethics yes we can look at that and be like that is messed up Do but it, that doesn't yeah. mean that, that well what's happening with in the stands in the mexico games? that doesn't mean that that's therefore not messed up that's also messed up they're both messed up we're allowed to say that just because people is doing yeah. making some controversial decisions doesn't mean that therefore' well, you know what well why are they like get, getting mexico trouble I was like well that's still messed up too <laughs> you know like what what's happening in stands for in, in, in mexico games is is messed up as well and i, and I think you yeah, they, what about is it? it never makes sense yeah
0: FIFA doesn't do much about Argentina violence Croatia served violence when the FIFA actually thrown down the head they have they really it's not I I don't think FIFA has it out for Mexico like they don't just like Owen is saying it's not you know they're it, it, I don't think even
1: Mexico, even it, if it is just even it, if it is just Mexico that doesn't that doesn't mean that therefore oh they have something like no what's happening stands is wrong so it's it I, I, I I don't I don't understand yeah. that
0: the whole fans are saying a slur, like, and there are violence. And, and, you know, I think it was, I think it was a Croatia or a Serbia game. Like fans got, I think Polish fans got taken out. I think it happened in Greece. también. Like there has been a lot of sanctions. There's a lot of money. It not just doesn't happen in Mexico. Just like, just like Cesar said, this isn't a case against Mexico. It's just that there isn't another country out there that all the fans are saying this at the same time. And it's so evident on TV, right. It's so evident, you know, everywhere, and it's just it's just frustrating. Yeah.
1: And once again, it it isn't it isn't just Mexico. If you look at that disciplinary overview thing, I, I put out a tweet earlier today with a link to it. It's about forty to fifty teams. It's not just Mexico. It's about forty to fifty teams that are given fines, they're getting given warnings, they're given stadium bans. Like it's and for those and I think another argument that people were making is just like, well, why are teams getting warnings and then Mexico is getting stadium bans? It's like, well, because Mexico they, they've been they've been given warnings in the past. They've There's, already surpassed that stage. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Twenty fourteen
0: yeah. was the world when when it was finally there. We, you know, and but yeah, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, and just again, I don't think anything's going to change until the fans are until fans are somehow affected. And I think about this. I don't. Know, oh, and next World Cup is going to be in Mexico, U.S. and Canada, right? Are we going to have World Cup qualifiers? we're going to no, be in the, world the host
2: cup. nation the host nation Does yeah it, right that's, no, there's no yeah there's no need for these that these yeah.
0: could be the last world cup qualifiers because mm-hmm. after 2026 20, in 2030 it's going to a 48 you know there's not going to be that much you know everyone's going to go to the world cup if of the of, of the main 32 teams like these could be this mexico us coming up could be the last time it could really mean something you know, in, the, in World Cup qualifiers, that that was intense games that you can't lose. Well, hopefully, hopefully that, that one against
1: El Salvador doesn't have to. If if we're if that one has to be a must win, then we're, we're in trouble right there. But yes, hopefully, hopefully that's the Mexico U.S. game is, is is what pushes Mexico over the line. But that's but but yeah, but that's a good point. Just something that I haven't yeah, thought we, about. But Then again, have, yeah,
0: we're not going to have these but, games anymore. No,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Yes, true on the comments. You know, the host cities, World Cup, and country where they're anti-gay it's true there's so many things that are wrong with fifa but that doesn't necessarily mean that you know we can't change This that, that
1: makes it that somehow this is okay that's somehow like the, the chance okay that doesn't make the chant okay and it's, exactly. it's it's a very it's a very poor argument
0: have you guys touched on the by now world cup talking we will i think we'll have uh, after these these few games i'm sure we'll we'll talk about the world cup I have, a, I have a few interesting takes on on the on the world cup cycle being every two years you know, we always want this great competition. Why not have it in the World Cup? Anyway, we will talk about that. All right, let's talk about uh, uh, the game last week, Ecuador uh, 3-2. A very exciting game right off the bat. Mexico down 1-0. I was at the game. I actually got a chance to go and spend some time with these with uh, with a couple of fans, this, uh refugees that we invited through the game through a cool sponsor like Procter & Gamble that uh, gave us a suite, and we gave it out to these great refugee kids, and I got a chance to spend with them. And one of the comments over here that said, you know, it looks like in these Moleros game. I haven't seen an atmosphere like that for a, a friendly in a game in a very, very long time. Not that I, you know, I don't see it often. But to people, I'm like, people think this is like a Gold Cup final, the way that they were cheering and everyone was going crazy. It, it, it was really good atmosphere. Um, you know, great goals. I think they were all almost golazos. Um, Mexico didn't get the win, but it felt – like a good game, uh, especially for the young players, someone like Santi Jiménez, who I got a chance to be with after the game and ask him a few questions and and talk to him. And and he, he was he was ecstatic about about the opportunity that he got. And it kind of made me realize sure we think they're moleros, they don't mean anything. But to these players talking to every single when I talked to three players after the game, they were ecstatic that they were able to give him the opportunity. Yeah.
2: So and I think, I think that's no, I Go think ahead that's on. the big takeaway from the game. I think you know a lot of times the, you know the discourses; these are moleros, like they don't they don't mean anything. And I think certainly from a competitive standpoint, it didn't mean that much. The result doesn't ultimately mean that much. But what could be important is that you debuted six players. Yeah. The average age of that squad. If you take out the so, if you if you include the goalkeepers, Cota and Arasco are both over thirty-four. The average age of that squad is 23.6 years old, which is a full five years younger than the average age of the squads that have been called up in the World Cup qualifiers. If you take out the two goalkeepers, the average age drops to 22.3. Regardless, even with the two goalkeepers, it's the youngest squad that Martino has called during mm-hmm. his tenure. So I think that's really positive. You get, I wrote um, in my post-match reaction piece, so Rafa Marquez and Jared Borghetti debuted – Against Ecuador in 1997 in a friendly, so if you could get if you could get even one player who has half the career with Mexico that those two did from that game against from the friendly that was just played against Ecuador, it will have been a huge success. And it looks like you've got at least one someone in Santi Jimenez, for example, who I think yep. was the standout player for Mexico on the day on his debut, who looks like a really promising player who could eventually take the mantle that Raúl Jimenez has now and be the starting center forward for Mexico for years to come.
1: Yeah, yeah, Santi yeah. was impressive. Uh, also, Roberto yes, Alvarado, yeah, Canelo absolutely. Angulo looked pretty good. And yeah, like uh, Owen was saying there, I think that gives it a big, big opportunity to these players. And I think it also gives that an opportunity to experiment, not only with uh, young players but also changing up his tactics a little bit for a moment. I was even like, I was even thinking, was like, is this kind of like a four-four-two setup a little bit with Angulo up top? Look kind right? of interesting. I don't know. I, I, I think. Honestly, like I, I, I think this is a good opportunity for him to try out some different options and also give players like Santi Jimenez, like Alvarado, an opportunity to showcase their talent ahead of this month's uh, World Cup qualifiers. So I think for me, uh, the result didn't really matter in the end. For me, it was the opportunity for some of these players to step up. And some of these players really did step up. And obviously, yeah, shout out to Osvaldo Rodriguez for what? That's got to be the best goal yeah. of the year for Mexico, right? Like at, what? I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a more impressive goal from 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 the national team this year. That's that's got to be what up there. Maybe the
0: not... Atito against the U.S. in the fir, in the uh, final uh, of the first minute. Went to the yeah. left, went around. Yeah, uh, that
1: was that was a good one. Then, that was a great. I, I still think this one just because it was no. This was better. Rocket.
2: This yeah. Better. yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. The Chucky goal, the third goal against Honduras for the interplay oh, cool. with Orbelin was also yeah, a back deal. Yeah, that yeah was, that was was really. A but I think there might be some recency bias too. I think if we dug in, potentially oh, yeah. <laughs> one earlier in the probably year, probably that's
1: yeah, this
0: goal.
2: Um. But, um
0: yeah, goal North Carolina was good. was good. Hope North Carolina treated you. With. you're nice people. Yes. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, again, I was. I was like, okay, here's another friendly. You know, it's a normal, but completely different atmosphere. I'm telling you guys, it was such a great time. The only thing that I had I had some trouble is I got the booster at the tailgate at the at the um, I I got my third booster right with the with the vaccine. I was like, I'm good. The next day I was dead for eight hours. (laughs) I had to do some work where I again with these great nonprofits that we were doing with and tour their facilities and working with uh, with with these sponsors. And and uh, we get able to give a check. You're going to see a cool stories that are going to come out this week. But I was dead. Amy had to carry me and uh and man, it was it was cool, but I'm glad I was able to get my, my vaccine. So, yes, they treated me really well. Someone said, um, question do they count that in the FIFA rankings? They do. I believe they do. They, they do. Yeah, they do. they
1: do it's not nearly as many points. Uh they don't have the same kind of weight as a World Cup qualifier or a Gold Cup match or yeah. a Nations League There's match. A, but
0: C types of games, and you get more points yeah. when is a a conference game, a qualifier friendly, but yeah, they still definitely work. Um sticking in that top eight, top ten is where we want to be and you know, so we can be said the group, you know, the grupo in top the in the world.
1: Top, top seven, seven. Yeah.
0: And uh yes.
1: so luckily, hopefully we didn't lose uh, too many points. Too many points. <laughs> too many yeah. points,
2: definitely not.
0: Yeah, which is which is. I mean, this is the types of matches that you want to. I'm not saying you want to lose matches, but you're going to want to lose with young guys, you know. And 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 it. I thought that they they played better than Ecuador, you know, almost at times. I thought. They yeah,
1: I mean, if you're looking at, I mean, and not to be like, oh well, XG says this, so therefore that's what's true. But like, the yeah. XG was higher for 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 Mexico in that match. I think there right? was like a two Whoa. two point something, and I think uh, Ecuador's was like a zero point six mm-hmm. something. Like it wasn't exactly like the highest of quality of chances, especially what was it the second goal. Where it kind of looked like he chipped Orozco, but that was clearly just a poorly taken shot. It was just, there there was, and obviously with that back line, you know, this isn't a back line that has played game in game out. You know, these are, these uh, these guys are building chemistry together and probably haven't been yeah, playing together yeah. too long. So I don't, I'm, I'm not really that surprised, but I thought overall Mexico had the, the, the better chances in the game. Right, yeah. I, I, yeah.
2: Ecuador. So Ecuador's three goals came from their only three shots on goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
0: almost the two That'd were be, identical. Be, the first two were. That identical. Tells you
2: a lot, I think. In terms of the defense, I think you're right, Cesar, and, and Wiso. It's a lot of players who hadn't played together. That you know, an untested backline in terms of having yeah. that those automatisms and and experience playing together that the best backlines have. I think the one concern before his belter was his Valde Rodriguez's part in the first goal as a really poor defensive header, just presenting right. the ball right to the Ecuador midfielder. That was a beautiful support. assist from
1: him, right? Right. I mean,
2: You know, in isolation for whoever it was, right, for Mexico to make an error like that, but also because in his previous match against El Salvador, I think although we all want to see Arteaga there, he's, you know, he's sanctioned. He's not probably coming back necessarily anytime soon into the national team fold. So Rodriguez played well against El Salvador and kind of marked yeah. himself out as a reliable alternative to Gallardo. So you were hoping that he'd really be able to build on that in this match. And then he starts off the match pretty early on with that error. I think he recovers well with that great goal. I think that that's good. It shows a little bit of temperament on his part, but but nonetheless, you would have liked to see an unblemished copybook defensively on his part in that match.
1: And and at the very least, over the FIFA ranks, there's a site I use every now and then that kind of like crunches the numbers. According to them, Mexico only lost 3.6 points, so that would that'd have them still hold on to their number nine spot in the rankings. uh. Yeah. We should, we should
0: be good. Like I said, talk talk to Santi Jimenez and talk to Osvaldo. Uh one of the questions that we asked uh Os- Osvaldo and oh no and Santi were like you know if you ever looked up to any players and everyone's saying, you know, this player, this player, Santi said his dad. That was a little a good moment. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, I looked up to my dad. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That's really cool.
1: <laughs> um, what is he even up to? Is is he still was he was he managing Cancun in the expansión? Yeah. no or no or, no, or did, I should ask and he then he somewhere. went to argentina right in the second division or something like that to coach somewhere over there i forget, yeah all well, i don't know is is full on mexico
0: you know obviously he was born in argentina and and uh but he uh it's great i think if there's anybody that we're looking for and i'm glad he's getting those minutes and again maybe this is you know especially these non-friendly when people go oh you know you're not bringing the players he's a perfect example to bring those type of players and it's yeah exciting to see some of those players you know that that um that are gonna in 10 years hopefully or, or you know, five years and we're looking at them uh, A game was announced today mexico versus chile in december 8th in austin right i kind of gave you a preview like two weeks ago and i told you be on the lookout and now guys like normally i'd break stories be like hey by the way i know where they're at now i can't because now i get so, now, now i get information from sponsors and they know if i tweet out or they know people close to me tweet out so um but Expect a lot of games next year, more than the normal, especially in the U.S. So just kind of look at that and uh, uh, lots of different cities. And maybe I'm, I'm excited for the game in December because bring Santi out again. Bring Osvaldo, bring, you know, this these guys, try them out. There are some there are some, ga- there are some um, positions on the national team that we don't look like we have a full staff in. Like, you know, Arteaga's not there, could Osvaldo be there, especially in our defense think up front we're pretty good, but uh another another game that was that was mentioned and um yeah Mexico's a Chile and Chile I mean it's not the old Chile right but at the same time you know people are always like oh it's because we're playing all these you know all these countries. Well Ecuador beat us. Like I'd rather play another Ecuador, you know Yeah or, that's that's or the thing too or, just
1: because there's a lot of fans who justify be like oh like we aren't the Copa America anymore. Like it would be great to be playing the Copa America. It's like, well, the next best thing we could probably do is have friendlies against some some of these South American sides. And I think that yep. I we're going to see really, a lot of it. Yeah, a and I think of, that's good. A lot of yeah. South
0: American sides we're going to play in friendlies because of the schedule. Everybody else is pretty much it was going to be that. And I'll tell you this: it was either going to be Chile or Iceland.
1: Yeah, I was <laughs> Iceland again. It wasn't was the, the Ecuador game was supposed to be like Czech Republic or something like that, right? But and this that was, was supposed to be like a year was. or two ago. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And then obviously that Austin that was a, that was on the map because of the new stadium. So they're gonna go. Um we oh, how do you hang those scarves? <laughs> I think I have more up there. Uh super clear, thumbtack, just thumbtacks. <laughs> 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 just get some thumbtacks and thumb tacking expert. Yes. Yes, I have so many now. I, I, I first when I started, I'm like, I don't want to be that guy that puts the, their their scars. But then you kind of get them everywhere. Every time you go cover like a tournament, they give you one. I have the Nations League one, by the way, which is uh, the dream come true is their slogan, which is kind of. What was, I like this one
1: with the artwork. Uh, this guy. Dude, those are those are nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do we know who it's did the, that? of do we know who actually we probably we so you probably know who designed that? Like it's, yeah, it's, yeah. So it's, 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 it's for every, every year, year
0: some every year some has you know different different uh statics. This mm-hmm. year they really came out. I think I really like this. I might steal it for the Next Nation. I don't know. <laughs> 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 we're, we're rebranding, so we'll see.
1: <laughs> Someone's um, put next nation. <laughs> it's like, hey, check it out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Will be- um uh, how do all Mexico prepare for the November weather? Really quick, yeah. So the next few games, and we're going to have a great, great preview next next week, uh, inviting Grant Wall and inviting uh, Martin del Palacio next week. Uh, it's going to be an early, early um, Mexican soccer show. And, uh, yeah, so it should be a lot of fun. Cesar is excited. We're ready to go. We're, we'll get some cool videos, and and, and we'll preview it. Um, but really quick, Vid's already saying, how will Mexico prepare for the November weather in Edmonton? We're gonna do some research and figure out how they're gonna prepare because it's gonna be cold.
2: Well, yeah, I met- had, Well, I think so. It's only it's only four days after they play in Cincinnati, and I know yeah. so. It for for that match, they'll be training for a week in Indianapolis. Yeah. So basically, I mean, most of the preparation for Edmonton will be done there in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll only have a couple of days. I'm not sure what they're doing after the match in Cincinnati, yeah. but. You know they'll be they'll be somewhat acclimatized. They'll have played a match in Cincinnati, which is which is quite cold as well. Just a few days earlier.
1: Yeah, and luckily it's just two games uh, during that that window, so it makes things uh, a lot easier uh, for prep. And actually, like it's kind of it's kind of perfect timing. I mean, I'm not going to say weather wise, but I think uh, if you were to face these two teams away, that's uh, you know maybe try to like. Squeeze them in one of those windows where it is just two games as opposed to three. So I don't know. I think it's, yeah, I think it's gonna be a good opportunity for them. Obviously, the weather though. I mean, I'm looking at Edmonton weather right now. It is 32 degrees right now in Edmonton, and we're going to have, they're going to have a low of 18 degrees uh, <laughs> tonight. So <laughs> might be a little chilly.
0: I'm yeah, gonna it's going to be cold. Like- I mean, this is not going to be like January, right? I mean, but, you know, like negative or whatever, or that um, US and Costa Rica game in Denver, if you remember.
1: A while back, um, hey, but maybe kind of like uh, like Canada, like trying to go in a cold climate, like maybe it'll be kind of like you know how Mexico, you know, so at the Azteca, it's like, oh, it's this high elevation, blah blah. It's like, well, I don't know, a lot of these players they play in Europe, maybe it's not the best idea to play at a high elevation at the Azteca. Could we maybe make the same argument with some of these Canadian the, players who play Canadian abroad? abroad I like, we're a, fewer,
2: but
0: maybe they're think. used to it though like all our lives. It's a stretch. You know. it's,
1: I'm really pulling this out of nowhere. It's honestly a stretch. I'm not, I'm not, not going to like stick. By start, but, like. No, I think, I think
2: there's, you have to look on a case by case basis, but so of the last Mexico squad, 19 of the 28 play in Mexico, those aren't necessarily <laughs> all. I mean, they obviously all can't be starters, right? right but right, right. you know, a lot of them are more, you know, second, secondary players, role players, it's but that's 19, 19 of the 28 are based in Mexico. And then, I think without knowing the exact numbers, a lot of the Canadian players are based, are not based in Europe. A lot of them play in MLS. Now that doesn't mean they're playing in cold weather places. All of them, um, so it doesn't necessarily mean they're immediately yeah. accla- you know they could be playing in Nashville, right? For yeah. example, um, they could be you know you could be playing in Miami, right? You could be playing for one of the Texas teams. So I think it's I think there's a certain grain of truth where it's going to be working. It's it's doesn't just completely favor Canada. Not everyone on that Canadian team is based in Toronto, but there yeah. are quite a few players who are based in Toronto, for example.
1: Yeah, honestly, I I, I just cool. I, I just thought I was like hmm, maybe that's actually something that's entirely true. But yeah, I, I have no idea where. So, uh, we, we'll Mexico, see what the with, i remember when Mexico yeah.
0: played. It, it was freezing in Mexico. won. like I don't remember like Mexican players like when it's cold being like hey, but there are some players that are like it's pretty cold. It like, gets really cold. Uh, so we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. In Cincinnati, it's gonna be there too. Somebody said I checked tickets; were cheap. Just airfare from Chicago. you are talking about Canada, Bill. Um, can U.S. tourists go into Canada? I thought there's
1: been there's still restrictions. So I have no idea. Watch out! Watch out! Yeah, I, have, but, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Versus, if we're the ones. I don't know. If we're the ones to ask.
0: <laughs> These guys are professionals. <laughs> I have faith in them. Yeah, to a certain extent. I mean. You know, Raul plays in the cold. He's played in the cold. Chucky Lozano. You know, I know mean, some players play in the cold too, but it can affect us just like the world, yeah, right? That
1: cold has obviously not uh, impacted Raul either. He's been doing all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Spe- speaking of Raul, we can talk about it right now. Raul, his second goal, right, with of the Wolves of the season after coming back from injury. Is it
1: me? But I see Raul faster than ever yeah I saw someone uh after i I, I sent out a tweet about the goal someone was saying like did he get a little faster since yes. coming back from his injury maybe I'm, I'm not entirely sure but I mean he that was incredible uh that run for the goal and like obviously that little chip at the end which is obviously world class but yeah, yeah shout, shout out to raul 50th goal overall for wolves um that's now I think two goals and two assists um in his last few games. Um, uh, for wolves, but I, I thought what was kind of interesting was after the match, um, his manager um, Bruno Lage says that what, what Raúl does for us, he runs 90 minutes. He's the first guy to press. This is the most important thing he does for us, and I and I like that quote because like, I know the finish was obviously incredible, you know, with the clever chip. But I mean, it, in that moment and through that quote, you can see that you know Raúl really is a very well-rounded striker. He really is capable of doing so much work on the field. And this is a really good sign ahead of these upcoming uh, World Cup qualifiers because you want him to press like that. You want him to have that clever finish. You want him to be as aggressive and as physical he was in that game. So it's all excellent news for L3. And obviously, hopefully Raul continues to score uh, for for Wolves going forward.
0: All three of us were watching the match, right? We're all seeing Raul and something and Owen to you. Raul coming back and almost defending at times bringing the ball. And how many of those counters did you see Raul start the counter on the left side, passes it over, and he's already on the right side. When the coach said he's running 90 minutes, he literally is, because there was times where I'm like, wait, that's Raul starting the counter. That's Raul coming back on defense. That's Raul defending on set pieces. Um, he almost had two goals in a, in, in, in kind of on a counter, head the <laughs> ball in, it hit the post. That could have been an amazing golazo, But it is officially – we can officially say, Owen oh, – Raul is back for sure. Right. I was going
2: to, I was going to yeah. mention we, so right. He has, he has that header that, that hits the post, mm-hmm. potentially could have done better with that was in a really good position for that header. And then also has a brilliant assist chalked off for offsides as well. So, so beyond the really well-taken goal, he could have potentially had more certainly in terms of the sheet, but a player that offers so much more than just the goals as, as the coach Bruno Laje mentioned as well. Um, not only his defensive work, but, but we have I mentioned a lot of times for Mexico, he's hes probably their best central creator. And I think a lot of yeah. that is true with the Wolves as well, his ability to drop deep, start counters, also also start play from from central positions. The the ability he has to hold the ball up and turn with it is really impressive. And also Wolves are in really good form right now. That's now four wins yeah. in five. They had a slightly rocky start to the season under the new manager, Bruno Laja. And you have to give him a lot of credit for also completely changing the way Wolves are playing now. Under Nuno, is a lot more defensive, a lot less of the ball. And now with with the new coach Bruno Laje they've been keeping the ball a lot more. It's a much more forward thinking team. I think that that ultimately benefits a player like Raúl. Although he does serve well with his size and and technique in terms of hold that play etc. To to a team that plays maybe a little bit more direct, has a little bit less of the ball. But I think I think it's a good thing, and also a style that's a little bit more in keeping with what Mexico try to do. As yeah. well, in terms of yeah. so, so I think that's also probably helpful for, for when he goes on uh, goes on international duty.
0: Yeah, oh, Nuno, Nuno got fired, and I was like, "Man, you wasted Nuno leaving Wolves." To... <laughs> I was like, oh, that guy loved that guy love Raúl. Poor guy, I... he, was, he
1: was like seventh choice or whatever for their. I forgot, was he? Like, yeah, I think that was that was some reports right. were saying. But anyway, and I guess this isn't the, the this isn't the, the, the EPL soccer and show. Another
2: another point on on Wolves as well and Raul is that they've been um transformed by the South Korean forward Wang Hee Chan yes. coming in as yeah. well. From Leipzig, yeah. He has four goals since he came in. A player who can who's nominally a center forward but plays a lot off the left. He he's a real good foil for Raul as well because it allow yeah. it allows Raul to drop a little bit deeper. He then has a forward runner to hit right away who can who can move off from the left usually into central positions. That's how we got his assists against Newcastle a couple of weeks ago. So a player who, who's proved really effective in that attack and I think has made made the whole team look better, certainly the whole attack look better, and Rel Jimenez would be included in that.
1: Agreed. Agreed.
0: Like I said, it's going to be an interesting game. Is already next week, right? The games, the, it's the U.S. games on Friday. Man, I can't right?
1: believe it's already November, to be honest. I don't honest.
2: think next week because they're the 12th no? the and the 16th. So I Sorry. think they're at the back end of the following right. week
0: got
1: it got it got it yes actually it's yeah it's next no. friday
2: it's next friday it's next week. oh it's next, friday. next <laughs> friday back end of the of next week,
1: the week. yeah that's why i'm like it's like, already there yeah i was right like, on the back end i was right like the back. like like i said i just i can't believe it's already november to be honest like it's kind of it's, it's kind of shocking yeah, you guys
0: already start like christmas music because everybody did apparently like we're just skipping thanksgiving no. and it's going into christmas why not forget it's it <laughs> uh z saying i hope i uh i hope raul and chuki can start making plays together like before did we ever really see like everyone's wanting tecatito chuki and raul and maybe i'm i think i'm gonna jump off that like train and because i don't think tecatito has been in form i'm ready to give somebody
1: else a try i think i think i would start orbeline i think i'd give orbeline uh, think, uh at the start up there, alongside the two. But I think I think be well, deserves the right.
2: Cesar, that's the thing because I think your two yeah. Yeah, your two best attackers are Raul Jimenez and Chuki, right? You're going to play yep. Raul as the number nine. And I think Chuki, although he plays a lot off the right at Napoli, he's his best position, or where you give him the best chance to be effective is off the left. Yeah. And so then, who are you playing on the right? You're not going to play Orbelin off the right. Alexis Vega is nominally a left sided forward as well. And then so the choice becomes Tecatito, really or Uriel, and Tuna. I'd, yeah. I'd I think, have, and I'd rather have an
0: average. I have think I think, You're right. Also, because I think really right? I to, I no, goal,
2: no goals or assists this season in League MX. I think there were a lot of expectations for him in that in that friendly against Ecuador, the player with the most experience, the most caps in that side. I don't think he really did a lot. Didn't really impose himself on the game. So yeah. if I I'd, I'd take an out of Form Tecatito over out of Form of real- I was I don't, I, right I, don't think, I don't think I like, is like terrible
1: at the right now. I think I don't think it's definitely not I think it's a serious I don't think it's a serious risk uh, to put Chuki on the right. And I think that's kind of a halftime sub you can make as well or a halftime switch you can put him on the left-hand side. And uh, to be honest, you kind of see that every now and then with Mexico where sometimes the winger's will it's switch control. you see Tecatito and and Chucky switch during the game. But I think just thing. for the sake of giving Orbelin minutes and maybe more of a, a prominent role. I think I would. I'd be tempted. I'm not gonna say that. That's 100 percent what I do. I think I think would be tempted to to have Odebelin on the left, Chuky on the right. If it doesn't exactly work out, easy switch. Move Chuky back to the left. Have Tecatito on just because. I don't know. There, there's something a little off about 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 Tecatito right now. I think he still deserves a start in one of the two World Cup qualifiers, but I don't know if I'd start him in both. I, I think would you definitely have to
2: have to him yeah. in Cincinnati though. Because of what he's done against, the yeah, 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 yeah. You imagine, have I think saying. you have to start him in that match. Then, yeah. potentially, mm-hmm. also, you know, the mat the next match is coming a couple of days after. I mean, yeah. we'll also see, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, no one's getting injured in the next couple, yeah. or, you know, in the next week or so. But there are still matches that these players are going to be playing with their clubs before yeah. we even start thinking about what's going to happen in Cincinnati and what's going to happen in Edmonton. But yeah. I think everyone That's being helpful. healthy tecatito has to start that match.
0: one more week right one more week but uh, yeah no i would go i uh, yeah you against the u.s you have to start tecatito i'm not saying we're done with him but i'm not like oh if these three guys are ready to go we're 100 like tecatito sure he in fact he's played really great against the u.s before and uh, if you look at highlights he he's made some of those players some great european talented players look like little kids He's going to be hoping um,
1: that Sergino uh, Desk gets to start. That's all I'm going to say.
2: He's that's definitely right, hoping for that, exactly. yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's, I think
1: on that first goal.
2: If you're Berhalter, do not start Sergino Desk at left. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're,
0: you're uh, on that first goal in, uh, in Denver, he I think it was um, Juventus guy he went right, you know, he like told West of McKinney. I mean,
1: I thought, I thought, man, he was really, he was fantastic in that game. I I felt like I thought, I thought that was actually a really good game for Mexico, despite the loss, just because I I thought they created a lot of good chances, like a number of really good chances. That was a
2: game. So it's, it's an interesting one. Cesar, I know you like looking at, at XG. I was checking it a a week or two ago because I had that same impression too, when I was watching the match that Mexico. I mean, if you look at the match, it's out. So you, the United States had better X had the better XG, actually mm-hmm. by a significant amount. But if you mm-hmm. watch that game, Mexico I think were the better team more or less throughout. The United States three goals come from set pieces, the mm-hmm. first two from corners, especially the second one. Linus puts Mexico up in the 79th minute. You look at the second goal Mexico conceded there. Chaka mm-hmm. Rodriguez loses concentration, doesn't realize the players coming behind yep. him, shanks the ball out to concede the corner kick. And yep. then Jesus Gallardo, after McKenney's header for the first yeah. goal was you know hits the post, goes to range. So McKenney essentially is the one to watch out for there on the set pieces. Gallardo doesn't even jump with him at the back post. Uh, I mean, it's yeah, like you yeah. can't you can't think of okay, how are we going to concede this tying goal? You can't think of a worse way to concede it, essentially than the way they conceded that second goal. And so you you know you were ten minutes away from winning that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. So I think you know Mexico probably Mexico could have certainly won that game. I don't think it's it's a game that they deserve to lose by any stretch of the imagination.
0: Yeah. It happens, you know, and then that's how kind of games go. So um, it's funny XG man XG is crazy. Greg Ballter loves XG. I was told like <laughs> so coaches on um, a couple of questions here and there. Where uh, where's Cheech? Just Galaxy, not going to be with the national team
1: anymore. He just, I think he okay. just scored against Seattle. If I saw. Oh, there but, you go. There you go. Yeah, I think he just. I think. Uh, just I'm saying,
0: has Linus dropped out of the senior side. Really?
2: No. So no. Oh, the, yeah. the rumors, every, um. During the Mexico Ecuador game, I believe Gibrat Araje was saying that Linus is going to be in the squad. Yeah. In November, I would expect yeah, like that he's just been. He's been in, He's been injured. Yeah. He's he, been injured. He's just bit. coming back working I'm his way back to full he finish. still
0: has not played with real these though
1: really
2: he has he has played he just hasn't played that much yeah i think i think I th- significant minutes
1: i think that's the case yeah where he was coming back from injury he's just trying to find his rhythm and i think it's it's at an awkward point uh some of the world cup qualifiers because you see someone like jj messias who according to reports might also get the call up too where you maybe don't want to give him a call up because you want him to kind of like Take time to kind of work themselves into their club sides, to work themselves with their club teams, and I don't think that these players are out of the picture. I just think it was kind of like an awkward moment uh, at the beginning of the season, but now I would expect to see uh Messias. I'd expect to see potentially even Arte I've seen I've seen some reports that maybe even Artyaga uh, might even get Let a get a call up as well, and then maybe even maybe even uh, uh, Julian Raco as well uh, might even get the call. So what well, well, is you asking? Yeah, he might, I mean, he might get it. I I think there's there's a decent oh opportunity God, if you if you believe some of the whispers, if you believe some of the rumors. It, bring it,
0: yeah. in bring in and bring him in for December. Uh back to what we were saying, I kind of would like to have Alexis Vega, Chuki, and and Raul up front. Like that, that was that sweet.
2: I'm I'm not, you know, a Tecatito defender to the last. I thought I that, that was a before got injured,
0: Before I injured played, him, like, well, it's two.
2: just more if you're looking to maximize. The talents of your two best attackers, yeah. Then you'd have them in those positions. Then it leaves the opening on the right, and then the question is yeah. who do you play there, right? But I think they looked effective for twenty minutes. Those, oh, well, I guess okay. Funes Mori was playing as the nine, but when when Chuki was on the right and Alexis yeah. Vegas on the left for those first twenty minutes against El Salvador, I thought they looked yeah. great.
1: Yeah gets, yeah,
2: gets gets injured unfortunately. A player who I think, for as well as he's played for Mexico in his in his recent appearances, has been really unlucky with injuries as well. Yeah,
0: Johanna so yeah. saying she saw a rumor that they're going to call David Ochoa. Rumors, rumors.
2: I would not expect that. Ooh, that would be, uh, be I, yeah. I'd save, be very surprised.
1: Save David Ochoa for this. If you him want to give the,
2: him a call, the yeah, cops, Yeah, save him for the Yeah, and especially well, since Julian, I'm
0: like, David, let's bring everybody. Let's. let's
2: the thing with cup. the goalkeeper. The thing with the goalkeepers, just just how experienced <laughs> the goal. You know. Oh, peppy. You know, although Cho is one thing, but Acevedo, for example, has perhaps been deserving for a lot longer or certainly been in the picture. You know, other young keepers as well, like Malagón, Parado, and every single call-up, it's been, you know, some of this, this group of four keepers who are all over 34 years old and who seem to be there sometimes, not even necessarily on merit for how they're doing in the league. For example, Jonathan Orozco, no team has conceded more this year than Tijuana.
1: Yeah, he's been pretty yeah. poor. But
2: he's he's called. He's been called up into all of these squads. He's starting in the uh, in the Ecuador friendly. So oh, I yeah. think when you, when you look at that, considering you're a year out from Qatar, I think potentially for the friendly against Chile, you could see you could see those players. You, you'd hope yeah. to. You'd hope. But I, I think if, I think it was really called, if if Acevedo isn't even getting called or or someone like that, if David Ochoa isn't getting called for the Ecuador friendly any hopes of them getting, I don't think you can have any real hope of them getting called up for the World Cup ball. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it was really telling that uh, in the in the latest friendly where I think you do have to applaud that, that forgiving opportunity to a young roster, a lot of young players. And then you look at the goal ke- goalkeepers and it's two guys in mid thirties. So I think that says a lot uh, about how he'll continue to stick with uh, some of those older guys. And maybe hopefully that, maybe he will, he will give some opportunities to some of the younger goalkeepers going forward, but it's looking like he's happy with some of those veterans.
0: But I mean, maybe this is a time where he's like, look, Ochoa is going to be there, right? I, I need to see my backup. I need to see the backup to the backup, which is not going to be Acevedo, which is not going to be Jurado, which is not going to be Malagón. You know, these are the games that you're going to bring them. They're there. They're going to come. Uh, I think you always take a young keeper to the World Cup, right? So uh, it, it would be Ochoa.
1: <laughs>
2: maybe the young keeper will be, it cool. be Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's the young keeper. <laughs> at
1: Who's,
0: the number two? Who's number two for you guys right now?
2: Talavera. yeah and, it's, then so it's that, Lavera, and then I think so you're that. bringing three goalkeepers I think it's going to be a because of how he plays with his feet exactly i think yeah. that's but then then i mean usually
1: it's life.
0: usually it's two with a young person right
2: yeah so if, if none of these young keepers getting called in at all and we're like we're roughly a year away oh, they're, know, gonna get they're gonna unless something changes drastically and slent. one of these young guys starts getting called in, you're not gonna just cold call David Ochoa, having never actually like put him into a squad even even for Lola, yeah. you're not going to then call
0: old, him to work. How old is Acevedo? Acevedo. He's
1: 25. 20, yeah, he's in the mid 20s. Yeah.
0: I mean, dude, Ochoa is going to be 40
1: before he's done. So <laughs> it's, It is what it is. Although Osvaldo Sanchez. I mean, you know, just, I'm, I'm, just, just my, 52, I'm just keeping so my my fingers crossed. This could be Ochoa. This could be David Ochoa. And also, Emmy Ochoa from the earthquakes, so, so we can have the three <laughs> Your Ochoas, dream scenario. Your the three Ochoas, Ochoas, Ochoas Ochoa. at, the, at, the, at the next World Cup. That
2: would be, I hope that's what they're doing Ochoa. They're working on behind the scenes. Ochoa,
1: tres,
0: tres. Anyway, we'll see. All right, uh, really quick, we're uh, we're, all, we're going over time. CCL, what do we talk about? Uh, what, by the way, what happens with the CCL winner? Where do they go? Is there a, is
1: there, there's there's a, a club world cup? World cup? Yeah, fact, there's a club world cup. cup it's supposed to be in february if i
2: am correctly so i think along with real madrid and and then i think a couple of teams from other confederations are are two of the only i think four clubs to have ever wow. gone to now five club world cups
0: good for vasco aguirre winning you know it's uh mori is going to be seen you know internationally i mean it's, i right. kind
2: of I think i like Apolo that, I like that struggled in in finals as well that's only i think his third goal in in 13 yeah. or 14 final matches, all scored against Club America. So he does well against America. In, in, oh, in is. I think I think the, the big takeaway is that Monterey, it's, it's been, you know, the discourse around this season in League MX has been it's been a very mediocre season. Not a lot of quality. Well, An well, America team the that, that there are a lot of questions about, certainly in terms of style of player, running away, away with first place. But I think this, this CCL final proved once again that Monterey are the team with the most potential. When Monterey are at their best, I don't think yeah. there's another team in the league that can touch them. Yeah, It's just gonna be a question now, looking forward to the Ligia, are Monterey able to put a run together like they did, like they put together in the CCL, but like they did in the middle of the season when they destroyed Cruz Azul in that, in that semifinal in the CCL, when they win a couple of important league MX games, they beat Toluca, who are up there still, although they're on a terrible run, when they beat Tigres in the Clasico Regio. So can if Monterey can put that together again, in the Ligia, I don't think there's another team that can compete with them. It's just a question of whether or not they're able to do that. Leon. Yeah. Leon beat them. <laughs> I mean, there's Leon, a lot of But parry. That's when they're on their bad run. That's when they're on their bad run. And also when they're rotating players preparing for this final. That's true. As well. So I, I, think mean, think and I mean, there's a lot of parody in Liga Mac East. Leon have had their down. You know, Leon are on the. Haven't been great either this season. Every team, every team below America and America now are having them. Yeah, days. even opti- even optimistic America fans aren't really that confident. Right. Right? Yeah. I think I think a lot of that was even as they were they were stringing the results together. I think the yeah. salad play was always a question, and also you were looking okay. Santiago Solari in the Liga last year, you know, great leg- regular season last year, and you go out in the Liga. So I think there's always that question of okay, what happens now? Towards you know, also considering that America's schedule was a little bit, it was it was easier at the beginning. It was always going to get harder at the end. So let's right. see how he handles now the CCL final. Let's see what happens now in the Liga. And so yeah. if you take last season's Liga now the CCL final. He's lost in both of those instances. I think now there's a lot of pressure to really turn it on and put it together in the Liga for America. There always is, but I think now right. for Solari particularly, they're, nobody's they're,
0: been happy with their team this season. <laughs>
2: Maybe Atlas before the well, yeah, Atlas fans are probably like they I think if you had said to an Atlas fan at the beginning of the season, you're gonna be going into the last. well certainly okay. If you had said this to an Atlas fan at the beginning of the season, you're gonna go into the last match of the season against the Carretero side that if I if if I believe I, I believe I'm right on this, hasn't won away since February 2020. So if you if you can beat that Carretero side at home, you finish second place in the table. I think any Atlas fan would have bit your hand off.
1: But then you would all say, but and by the way, you just lost to Tijuana. Uh, and they're the sure,
2: worst. But second place, the place worst. is second place. Yeah, 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 true, true. true. Second place but is second place. I, 29 I points a... is still a great. 29 points would potentially get you a top four spot anyways. Oh yeah. Even in think, a yeah. less mediocre season, so to speak. But, it will, you know, it would yeah. get you second Tijuana place. Is on it. wasn't Atlas,
0: was just lost to Tijuana. Uh, I said at the beginning of the season, watch out, because that is going to be the dark horse because I think
1: I think once it. again it's just it's just it's it's an example of how much parity is in League of yeah, It's interesting to look at the top seven sides right now in League of Mechis, and only two of them uh won over the weekend. That was Segitas and that was Cruzasul. I think the the championship it, it's once again up for grabs and I'm incredibly excited. For, you know, in there, Cesar? Yeah. No you know what? I'm not I'm not saying they're the, I'm not saying they're the title. I, I would usually say that they're that they're the title for, i mean that's what i've been saying like season and season out but like no i'm not i'm not saying that this season i'm not saying okay. this season Who
2: am
0: i sneaking in not this not this
1: I, season but that'd be pretty Leo funny if they actually wins. end up winning it so who's Leo your favorite then, if not tigress you know what i'm
0: <sighs> this is it's where really leon thinks to... in the mediocre no. seasons this is where leon wins when no there's not like a clear
1: winner dude I, I, I I'm still that gonna that stick. I'm, I'm still gonna stick with america uh, I, I know that's the easy answer. I'm still fairly impressed with how Solari can, can grind out some of those results. I think it was an incredibly tough week to balance, and I think in any 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 time that America loses more uh, loses consecutive matches, you know, it's the end of the world. Everybody's freaking out. Everybody's questioning everything. But I don't know. I I, I think Solari has done a very impressive job in Liga MX so far. My assumption is he's going to learn from his mistakes from the from the last Ligia. and I don't know. If I, if I had to, to, to pick someone, I would say America, but I'm not saying that with a lot of confidence, because I think right now, it's still entirely it's tough for it's yeah, to grab. It's, 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 it's really, really tough, yeah. I'll
2: go I agree. Oh, okay. i, agree yeah. with okay.
1: I, would, I would go Cruz Azul, if not Leon,
0: but we'll see. All right. All right, all right, all right. Well, uh, Cesar, oh, and we definitely went over an hour saying hi to everybody that was on. Z, Mr. Cowboy, that I won't put your name because it's uh, kind of offensive in the beginning of it uh vit Kai, bill all of you guys are on thank you so much like i said next week we'll have a great great preview for the mexico u.s match i said we're going to have grant wall and also martin del palacio we'll be talking history of mexico and us we'll be talking lineups we'll be talking you know i gotta ask grant what he likes about the u.s i gotta ask martin what he likes about mexico and just it's going to be a great great conversation so uh stay tuned for it i believe it's gonna be 11 a.m pacific so you can have all day to watch it it'll be on youtube it'll be live you can ask it to
1: come with your wait a second you told me it's 2 p.m pacific time what's going on here oh
0: sorry no 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 it's 11 a.m it was 2 p.m eastern time
1: it's uh, okay, okay, eastern. okay 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 just, just, confi- just confirming just confirming just, just, so, you know just, so, we confi- just so we aren't confusing listeners either oh, yeah, yeah
0: we'll let you know be on the lookout for it so uh we'll do that and uh yeah so important important games coming up important games coming up thank you all for listening owen uh somebody was asking hey i don't know and where'd he come from uh owen's in boston yes that's right that's owen's in boston so that's where he came from but uh owen does a great great job recapping mexico games and uh if you see um his awesome recaps of players and plays and he puts some pretty cool hip-hop music to it he is uh, the king of that for kicks blog. So we'll, we'll see. All right, Cesar. The próxima, the Owen. See you later. Thank you again, Amy, for the production of the show. E. We'll see you guys next week.
1: Adiós.